the Infinity Bros podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced, as all things should be. My name is Isaac Edlin. I am your host tonight, and I have a couple friends with me. Number one is my good f- friend and fellow Infinity Bro, Zane Ellis. Hi. Happy to be here. Ready to talk about some stuff. I'm here and Robbie's not. Market. That's that is true. Um, there were some rumors going around that you got in a plane crash and that's why you hadn't been on the podcast for so long. Uh, but it seems that those rumors are now dispelled. Is that is that true? Well, what if I was just like D.B. Cooper? The plane didn't <laughs> crash. I just jump off of it. Wow. I mean, so are you saying that you were D.B. Cooper? Have you ever seen me and D.B. Cooper in the same room at the same time? Just saying that I'm just saying I can't refute that. So, (laughs) all right, well, there we go. Zane is possibly DB, DB Cooper, but, uh, besides Zane, we also have a very special guest with us. It is JT from beyond the fandom podcast. How are you doing today, JT? Uh, Well, you know, after that nice intro, Zane, I'm just wondering now, are you Loki as well? Because, you know, Loki was (laughs) DB Cooper. I mean, look, I, I'm just I'm in the presence of wow. someone famous you're right just, now. Man, you're opening my eyes to who's who Zane really <laughs> is right now, and it's it's a little disturbing. So I can neither um, confirm nor deny that, JT. Might as well throw fair. Batman in there too. I mean, nobody's seen <laughs> Batman and Zane in the same room. So That's a great point. This is true. Uh, but no, thank you, gentlemen, for having me on. Uh it's it's definitely one that has been um long overdue. Uh very excited. I love listening to y'all stuff. Um I think you mentioned it earlier on the Patreon show. Like we are podcasts are like two different podcasts, but also very, very much the same. So um, I'm, I'm very happy to be on. And yeah, definitely ready to talk some, some stuff. Yeah. So if you want to get to know JT a little bit better, you can uh, go click on the link in the show notes to hit up the Patreon version of this episode uncut uh just gets wild most of the time on the patreon especially if mark is on the podcast not today but you know we still got to know jt quite a bit and talked about um the history of beyond the fandom formerly east coast avengers uh and yeah it's was, it was just a fun time hanging out talking about invincible um trailer dropping uh and season two coming late 2023 so if you're interested in any of those topics make sure you check out that um and jt i would like to say we've got a few things to get to but the first thing that we do with any guest on the infinity bros podcast is put them through the infinity gauntlet are you a heel or a baby face if you can make any flavor cheese it what would it be is it pronounced grogu or groku If Keanu Reeves isn't in the movie, can it be star-studded? It's time for the Infinity Gauntlet, here on the Infinity Bros Podcast. Ooh, okay. I'm ready. We put all of our guests through the Infinity Gauntlet, which is a series of questions, one from each Infinity Bro. And if you pass the Infinity Gauntlet, you get to continue on and be on the Infinity Bros Podcast with us. We currently have not kicked anybody off yet. So I think okay, you, okay. Oops. You're, sitting, you're sitting okay, but it remains to be seen. So if you fail, you're just going to see me disappear from the camera and then suddenly <laughs> I'll just show up behind you and then your camera just goes black. Camera's black. We're lost audio for the rest of the episode. It's just me yeah. and Zane talking. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a very short episode. <laughs> 
But anyways, uh, so we will go ahead and get started with that. Just answer them to the best of your abilities. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You'll you'll do just fine. I, I have the most confidence in you. All right. This is from Infinity Bro Max. In an apocalypse, would you rather have an unlimited amount of chapstick or an air conditioner that is solar powered? Ooh. Uh, unlimited amount of chapstick or a solar powered air conditioner? Give me the air conditioner, and I'll and I'll explain a little bit. Uh, I rarely use chapstick. Um, I do, I do. My wife would say that she uses it the most out of the two of us. Um, but I need my AC, man. I I need I need my AC. So um, uh, I'm type one diabetic, so I need some kind of like things to cool me down. So like that's definitely one of, especially in in that that certain time. Uh, you would need something to just kind of be calm, be chill. So yeah, give me the AC. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I think I'd go with you there too. Like AC, and I we're from we're in Minnesota, but like in the summers it gets pretty hot and muggy. If I were down south, I don't know if I'd be able to live without <laughs> AC. Honestly, like I, you know, I don't know if I could do it. Like I, I'll tell you. Just, I'll tell you this right now. It is uh, January 21st, and we had a high today of 65. Shut up. Yeah. I wish. Shut I, up. I wish that was just, <laughs> stop. Stop. Just stop. Up here in uh, D-Denort, um, it's, you know, it's probably been like 10s, 20s most of the winter, but, you know, routinely hits below zero. <laughs> Uh, and winter lasts from October to March, basically. So, you know, fun times, uh, and you know, things, things happen to people like Jeremy Renner gets run Mm -hmm. over by, you know, like, and, uh, snowplow snowplows are very dangerous around here. So absolutely. So yeah, it's, uh, not ideal, but like, Hey, we make the most of it. We made the infinity rose podcast and and there we go. So there we go. <laughs> All right. Question number two. This is from Infinity Bro Mark. Would you rather your breath smells like sardines or you always smell like BO? Breath smells Ooh. like sardines or always smell like <laughs> BO? <laughs> so I'm probably going to go with the the breath uh, because then I just don't have to talk to anybody. I mean, that's true. I, I mean, if you just smell like BO, then you have to walk around and like kind of. And people get whiffs of you when you're walking by, even if you don't. Yeah. Exactly. So least, like, yeah, then you can be kind of kind of become a recluse and like people think you're weird, but at least like you don't smell terrible. Exactly. Exactly. And on top there of that, go. just to double down, it'd be probably, you know, it'd be kind of cool to learn sign language. So like I wouldn't have to talk. I could do the sign language. There you go. And then when I have the ability to talk, then I could do that around people on the phone, text. I mean, yeah, I, I would do, I would do yeah. the breath. There you go. There you go. All right, Zane, go ahead and fire off your infinity gauntlet question. All right, JT, my question for you is if animals could talk, what animal do you think would be the rudest? Ooh, <laughs> that's a good one. I like it. Uh, okay. Zane, you're on fire lately. Jeez. Hey, it's it's an it's it's a talent. <laughs> it's a good one. All right, so hear me out on this one. I think a flamingo would probably be the rudest oh. 
because they do give off that they, they they give off that diva-ish like I'm better than everyone standing on one leg dipping their you know their beaks into the water like I can just see them being just absolutely rude to anyone that walks around so I'm, I'm gonna go with Flamingo them, them and peacocks it. man yeah Ooh. them and peacocks would be just like cockiest like nastiest things to talk to oh yeah yeah I get that I can see it yeah Good one. Good one. All right, here we go. This is from Infinity War Robbie. Would you rather fight one Jedi or 100 Smurfs? One <laughs> Jedi or 100 Smurfs? <laughs> That's an easy 100 Smurfs. Um, I, <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> I, I played soccer in high school. Uh, so, like, oh, there I, you go. I mean, I can just kick him. Uh, the Jedi, I, I can't even get near him with the Force. And. You know, I, if I don't have a weapon, like, yeah, it's game over from there. Right. Yeah. Like you basically have no chance. I think it would be a harder question if it was like a thousand Smurfs. Yeah. A like hundred is like pretty like no brainer. Yeah. Like you'd pick the hundred. But if it were a thousand Smurfs, would that change your mind? I, I You would probably have to go to a million for me to consider <laughs> fighting a Jedi. Well, how, how about how about this, though? We'll go a thousand Smurfs, but there's zombie Smurfs. Oh, so okay. if you get um, bit, you become a zombie. Ooh. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Okay. That is, okay. Uh, that's we're just modifying Robbie's. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, see, I still, I still feel like my better chances with the, the Smurfs. Um, because again, with the Jedi, like they, they have the force. They can just force push you, force pull you mm-hmm. saber to the head. You're dead. Like, I, I mean, it's just, you know, it's just like that. So I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sticking with the Smurfs. You probably. Yeah. There's, there's just not a lot of, <clears throat> like options when you're we're like a normal people going up against a jedi right smurfs at least you feel like you could have a chance even if you probably would die in the end like you could at least fight you know yeah exactly i get that i get that all right last question here in a different this is from me obviously in a different multiverse beyond the fandom is actually a superhero team Ooh. What are the powers of you and your teammates? <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Um, that's wow. Okay. So for those who don't know, uh, beyond the phantom has six, uh, just, just like the infinity bros. Um, we have myself, we have Darren, we have Josh Christian, uh, and wait, Dom Christian, Josh, Darren and Hunter and then myself. So yeah, six. Sorry, I had to, in my head. There you go. Um, I, I do that all the time with the Infinity Bros. I'm like, what? Zane, Max, Mark, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> Forgetting one. What, what is that? Robbie. Oh, Robbie. Dang. So I, so I would say we'll start off with Darren. Um, Darren is uh, a pilot. And so his would be flight. His superpower would be the, the ability to fly. Um, nice. Dom, if you have not seen any pictures of him, Dom is like six, seven. Six eight, he is a tall, muscular man. So I would say his looking be, muscular yes, man. He is, he is well. a very good looking man. He is his cosplays are on point. Um, yes, they are. But uh, his would his would probably be super strength. Um, Christian, I think Christian is more down to himself. More, you know, he he he's very kind hearted, very sweet, um, but keeps to himself a lot. Um, and he's an engineer, so I would put him as like a super smart, like tech. He can make, mm-hmm. you know, make mm-hmm. things for you. 
Um, sure. Hunter Hunter is also very to himself. He, he's the youngest of the group. Um, and so he would be like kind of the, the protege to Christian on learning how to make things, learning, you know, doing that stuff. So he would also be like a, the smarter one. Um, I, I would say like Josh is, Josh is probably the most similar to me. Um, and so I would say his would probably be like, I would put us as like the cap and Bucky of the group. Um, I, again, I don't want to say that like, I'm the, yeah, I don't want to say like I'm the leader of the group, but like mm-hmm. if you follow us on social media, it's all me. It's probably, uh, yeah. you know, it's so, so I would, I would say like, you know, I, my favorite superhero is Thor. So like something, something along the lines of that. And then Josh would probably be like a Spider-Man type. Like he's, he's quirky, he, but he's smart as well. He knows how to talk. He works for a radio show. So like, yeah, that, that would be, that would be our group. Mm-hmm. I'd love to say that I would be Spider-Man, but I'm definitely not <laughs> quick-witted enough to be to be Spider-Man. So it's unfortunate, but here we are. Well, now you guys know a little bit about Beyond the Fandom and and JT. So thank you so much for that. That was that was that was awesome. Absolutely. And you successfully navigated the Infinity Gauntlet. Congratulations, oh. Zane has not put yeah. chloroform over your <laughs> mouth yet, so right. you must you must have successfully passed it. Yes. So congratulations. Uh, for those of you guys, again, who are looking to know a little bit more about JT and Beyond the Fandom, go check out our Patreon-exclusive portion of this episode. Um, lots of fun stuff to learn about him and Beyond the Fandom. And uh, we'll put links to Beyond the Fandom's uh, stuff in our show notes as well, so you guys can just go click on them and go check them out. Um, I've got a couple things that we're going to talk about the rest of this episode. Two big ones. Number one is The Bad Batch. Um, which just premiered this month. And number two is The Last of Us, which came out last Saturday or Sunday. Was it Sunday? Sunday. 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 Because it comes out tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So two big things that we're going to talk about. The first one we are going to discuss is The Bad Batch. So this is Bad Batch season two. For those of you guys who um, are not familiar with The Bad Batch, it's a spinoff of the Clone Wars animated uh, Star Wars series. And man, this the show was fantastic. Season one was incredible. Um, we are going to get into spoiler territory. So we want to make sure if you have not seen the first four episodes of Bad Batch, we're going to put that spoiler bumper right here. This is... Prepare yourself. An Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. Warning. So there's already been four episodes of Bad Batch. We're just going to kind of zoom through them quick, um, talk about kind of recap them generally but we're going to dive deep into the last of us uh after that so that's going to be kind of the meat to this episode if you guys want to skip ahead to that we'll try to put some uh time markers in the show notes as well so um so bad batch also also we want to make sure that if you are guys listening to the Infinity Bros podcast for the first time um we want you to know about our rating system so we'll put that bumper right here here on the Infinity Bros Podcast, everything is ranked from a 0 to 6 point scale. 0 meaning horrible, and 6 meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a 6, it gets an Infinity Snap. 
So now that I've got that stuff all out of the way, we're finally going to dive into the Bad Batch. Bad Batch has been incredible, season one. Um, Zane, I'm going to let you give us a little bit of your thoughts on season one before we start diving into season two. What did you think of season one? What was your hype going into season two? Well, I love season one. Like, I think, I mean, like, Star Wars is such a expansive like universe that like there's so many stories you can tell and even when you get into some like of the mediums that you feel like oh there's you know there's not a story to tell here they find ways to like no nah, no nah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna get a story for you here um and so like the bad batch was just an interesting concept like just this idea of like hey here's these clones that just don't fit in it's legit it's a bad batch of clones but we're still going to like purpose them. So you're like, okay, that's still, you know, they, there's something here. And, and then it's like season one progresses just to find out how, you know, you see them work as a team and how everyone has their specific strengths and just how they incorporate into the universe they're in was very well done. Personally, I love being able to watch a show that they went back to that original clone wars animation. Like I still Mm -hmm. wish they would have done. I wish they would have done rebels in this animation style. That's still my biggest complaint for rebels. Agreed. Um, so like, it's just fun to just have that animation in the storytelling again. Um, but yeah, you get through season one and you're just like it, it still through one season, it got you to that point of, you're kind of feeling like you're caring about these characters a little bit because it's kind of hitting you that like these are kind of the outcasts like these are kind of the you know hey we're just going to send you on suicide missions or these things and you're like it, it it's it's not as deep as what you got from watching you know the whole expanse of the clone wars and those things you got from you know watching rex and so you know all of that but like compress that down into one season like i i thought they did a good job of compressing those what you had from the whole run of clone wars into one season of bad batch and so you get through the first season of Bad Batch and you're just like, like th- this is a cool medium to continue telling this story from this p- particular part in the Star Wars universe. So once you got through season one and coming into season two, like I was super excited. Like, yeah, just keep giving me more Bad Batch. Like, absolutely. But then it was like n- there was no promo or anything for season no. yeah. two. Like yeah. it just basically came, nothing. I mean, I like, think we got a trailer way back in like summer last year. But like that, that's pretty much it. Right. There was like no one talking about it. There was nothing. And then, yeah, like we talked about it in during like the Stanleys, like Jarrett was like, wait a second, did you guys see that Bad Batch drop its first two episodes? And like that night after it was done, I went and watched them because I was like, got it. It's Bad Batch. (laughs) Right. And and it's, it's just been that continuation from, yeah, we're four episodes in. I'd say, I mean, we've had the one filler episode, which is the most recent one, but even like, it's just, it's just kept that going. Like the episode three is one of the coolest episodes that of both seasons so far, but yeah, it just, it, it's been a lot of fun because it was, I think the best stories sometimes are the ones you didn't realize you needed or wanted, but now that you get it and it's a competent and good story that draws you in like those are the ones that surprise you the most and that's 100 percent what bad bad batch is 
Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree with everything you're saying there. Uh, we'll get a little bit deeper into the episodes in a minute here. But JT, I also want to hear your thoughts uh, on going into uh, season two. What what you thought about season one and your hype for season two? Uh, so so with Bad Batch in general, um, when they debuted in Clone Wars, I was like, yep, I need a spinoff. Give me uh, the this group is amazing they they have unique skills they're not like the rest but they're still pretty cool like they're the outcast and so i was like i need a spinoff show and guess what we got it and then we started watching season one and i was like okay these are really cool but then i i want to say there was some point in season one where i just forgot to stop like i just stopped watching it and i again it's one of those shows like you mentioned isaac where there's not a lot of hype behind it. Like the episode will come out, you'll hear people talk about it that day and then it's done. And then nobody talks about it until it comes out. When you have like a live action show, people will talk about it up until the next episode or up at the end, they'll have a longer conversation. So for me, when I forgot or when I stopped watching it, I think I was going, doing some stuff with um, like moving in or whatever. And, um, and I was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll get back into it. So I rewatched the entire season before uh, season one happened around the Christmas time. And I just remembered how much I really enjoyed this show. Um, you know, Zane, like you said, the animation, it is the best, like the absolute best. Um, and I'm glad they stuck with it. You can tell that in season one and season two, they made everyone like just become better, better of themselves almost like Omega has this like more, you know, leader type, like she's still the young one. She's still, well, the young one, I quote unquote. Um, but she, she has this, like, she still has a young mentality, but she's still like, we got to go do this because it's what they would do. Or we got to help them because they need help. And so I love that aspect about it. And all the characters have something unique. Um, season two has been such a joy to watch. Um, I watch it every day at work whenever, you know, it rolls around every Wednesday. And so um, they're, they're fun. I, I, I think I like this past episode, episode four. I mean, episode three, like you said, Zane, was really interesting. And I love that one so much. But something about episode four uh, just kind of sits with me, sits really well with me. Just knowing, like, the character growth that they're going through. And that's something that I feel like season two is going to be doing this, you know, throughout the run is, growing these characters into because i believe i i don't want to you know i'm not saying this is 100 percent true but i heard they were thinking about third season uh potentially um and if they do that then that's when they'll start to really hammer in some things um but i need to see like some growth between you know wrecker and tech which we kind of got that in the last one um especially with hunter like i want to see his growth because he's got i i i vibe with him really well um and just some some of these other you know echo we've kind of got with echo a little bit in clone wars um and and a little bit with uh his you know kind of coming uppings in season one um but just also having those connections with the clone wars show and with star wars and in, in the whole like having having uh you know cody and rex coming back and and you know hearing all these other characters and stuff so uh, season two so far has been amazing and I can't wait till the next episode. I'm a sucker for literally anything Star Wars. So like this, I'm definitely going to watch everything that comes out. Right. 
I, I don't know if Brad Batch is going to make my best TV shows of 2023, but hey, man, like I think they've handled the show about as well as you could expect them to with a, like you said, the spinoff from Clone Wars and like Clone Wars, we get this, like, I think it was like a four episode arc with them. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how Clone Wars did things. They did a four episode arc of, of, you know, random characters like here and there. And, and it was awesome. We got tons of like cameos uh, throughout the Star Wars universe through those arcs and stuff like that. This is just another one of those arcs. And it was so cool how they, turn that into its own show and i i think you hit on a really good point of i mean these characters are i mean they're pretty messed up like backgrounds and they've been through a ton of crap and they still have a decent amount of growing to do which i mean you you mentioned hunter those first couple episodes i mean he's obviously this awesome like badass like leader dude but those first couple episodes like he's getting pretty agitated with the people in his crew, he's kind of like short with them. You kind of get the sense that something is going on and we don't really know what that is yet. Um, But then, like you said, we start to get some of that like personal interactions with tech and record in episode four and episode three where, I mean, I would, I will say episode three probably is my favorite episode in season one and two combined, like commander Cody coming back is going to be, an incredible arc in this mm-hmm. season. I am, I am so, so excited for that. Um, and it was just like perfect how they set everything up. Like he kind of, you kind of see him and you're like, man, he's a you know, part of this like empire thing. Like, wow, I can't believe he got sucked into that. Like he didn't resist like all the other clones did and stuff like that, or not all the other clones, but like the, the good ones or whatever, you know? And, and then all of a sudden he just, he starts like, putting little seeds of like, Hmm, I don't think what we're doing is right here. Mm-hmm. And you kind of get the sense that he's been thinking that for a while, but man, the buildup on three was incredible. And I can't wait for him to come back and, you know, either, either be a large part of the story as just like an adjacent like character or even potentially join the bad batch for, for a short time or something like that. I don't know, but I'm excited to see more, more commander Cody as well. That's going to be, that's going to be awesome. But yeah, I mean, I think I would give that episode six out of six for sure. I'd probably give the first two episodes a five out of five, five out of six. The last one, I would say four. Um, I did enjoy it for sure. Definitely seemed like a filler episode to me though. Like it was just kind of, it kind of seems random. I mean, maybe it's going to, you know, come into play, you know, in the future of the, of the season as well. But, and it was, it was, it was hilarious to see tech at the end when he wins the race and he's just like <laughs> acknowledging the yeah, people yeah, that yeah. are cheering for him and stuff like that is like, Oh man, that's something that tech would like never even think of before mm-hmm. and now he's in a situation and you're like wow this is really cool we're seeing growth and in really different ways in all of these characters so mm-hmm. i really still enjoyed it but i i think it definitely seemed like i don't know it's famous on our podcast i don't know if zane i don't, I don't remember zane at what what side you're on but in the mandalorian that the ice spider episode Oh yeah, Jarrett, Jarrett and I called that a filler episode, and the rest of the the bros lost their minds. They're like, "Oh my gosh, that's the best episode ever!" It was like, "Oh, okay." It was it was really good. It was cool, but it was, it was fun. It was giant ice spider. 
more do you want? <laughs> it didn't really lead anywhere, though. That's the thing. Right. That's, a, that's what makes it a filler episode. So, but obviously, we don't have the the rest of the show at our fingertips yet. So we'll have to see where that episode fits in in the rest of the show. So, I, going back though, season one, I give me more of any moments of execute order 66 in the star wars universe at all like we've gotten a ton of them but seeing that in season one of bad batch was like this is why i'm a star wars fan like this was it was so cool to see and then and then we got the rebels like reference with with kanan and wow that was that was probably man that's probably my that's probably my favorite part of bad batch now that i'm thinking about it because that i was like jacked when that happened that was so cool but man they've done a they've done a fantastic job with the series and i'm expecting them just the one this is the series that it's like it's not gonna blow your mind but it is a solid they put a lot of heart and soul and work into this series it's not just some random spin-off cash grab obviously because they didn't advertise it at all uh but but like it's not some something that they are just doing just to please the fans like this is a this is a project that they are really putting work into which which i appreciate so any other comments on on bad batch episodes one through one through four definitely go check that out disney plus great fantastic series so far and uh, now i'm blanking on how long that series is supposed to run i think last i think because i think episode or i think season one was like 16 episodes long uh maybe maybe it's the same for season two i'm i can't remember but um for me i i, I just enjoy it because it it gives you something because star wars doesn't pump out content like marvel does like I mean, Marvel's the king of doing that, but like, like for for Star Wars, it's like there's one continuous timeline, and then these are just fillers which are needed because there's a lot left out. I mean, there is a ton of stuff left out, and so these are like, okay, what's happening during this time? And so it's really cool to see that. But one thing that I really like about it, and I think it's, I think it's helpful for people, is like when you have these animated shows, you don't want to spend. 45 minutes on it like people will start to die down on it and so i like that 20 25 minute like length that is a nice like short like pop just yep get my fill move on to the next one exactly or get my fill move on do whatever i'm doing in my day type of thing yeah definitely definitely kind of nice so it is 16 along with season season one as well so that'll run for another couple months here so excited to look forward to that Zane, any other notes on Bad Batch? Not really. Like I, I it's fun kind of hitting those same points too. It's it, it's to have that Star Wars story, but it's it's a good enough show that it's fun that like it's something to look forward to every week. It's just that quick 20 minutes, you go about your day or whatever, but it's just like it's a good enough show that it can hold enough of your interest to be like, oh yeah, this is coming out. Oh yeah, I got a new episode to watch. Like it's enough to give you something to look forward to and the star wars universe is so massive too and just the fact that we're getting more content to fill that space and and like fill in the gaps in in what we know in the star wars universe i'm all for it give give me everything i'm i'm going to consume it It, i will probably enjoy it so 
uh, absolutely thrilled that we continue to get content. So, all right, boys, let's move on to the meat of the show, The Last of Us. Last of Us TV series uh, by HBO Max by Neil Druckmann, who is the writer of the original uh, video game PlayStation Naughty Dog uh, story, and Craig Mazin, who is adapting it for television. Um, Joel and Ellie, pair connected through the harshness of the world they live in, are forced to endure brutal circumstances and ruthless killers on a trek across post-pandemic America. Um, yeah, it just dropped last Sunday, and it's got a phenomenal cast. Pedro Pascal as Joel, uh, Bella Ramsey as Ellie, Gabriel Luna as Tommy Miller. Um, I mean, those are kind of the, the big names that we saw in episode one. But, I mean, Nick Offerman is listed as Bill. He's going to come up probably episode two, three, maybe. I mean, there's there's a lot of big names in this show, and I'm absolutely thrilled for it. So to get a little bit of background on where we're at, um, Zane, you've played the game, and um, tell us just, like, what your thoughts were on the game uh, just in general, we won't get quite into the show yet. I want to kind of dwell on just the background of of this of this uh, show first. So, so the game itself is a really it's an experience to play through. Um, so, like I guess more on the background, like I, growing up, I was always on like Xbox. I always had Xbox growing up, so I didn't actually get like a PlayStation until I was um, like, my first PlayStation was a PS4. And so, like, I didn't actually, like, play The Last of Us when it came out on the 3. And so, like, when I actually played through it, I think it was on the remastered for the 4. But playing through that game, it was just, like, well, I think it's a testament to to Naughty Dog as well in their storytelling. But this is one of the the best story-driven narratives of a video game that you can play. Um, And... So not that I want to get off the top on that, but it's just like I knew when they were like, hey, we're going to make this into a, a, like a TV show. Like if anything had a chance, like everyone always knows, you know, video game adaptations. But like knowing that you're like this has a chance to be something because of how strong the narrative already is, how strong the story is like you play that game and it's one of those games like there's moments that you know, you got to set the controller down and you're just like, dang, this is some heavy stuff going on. And it was the same thing after beating the game. I remember having to set my controller down and just like most of the time you beat a game and you're, you know, you're holding square to speed through the credits or you're just trying to get back to the, <laughs> yeah. like this was one that like I set the controller down and just let the credits play and just kind of had to sit back, you know, hands on my head, just kind of just like, you just kind of process everything. Cause you're just like, this was such a powerful story. And like th- this is like so many people come into video games that, you know, like it- it's a fun experience and, you know, it's just, you know, to relieve stress, you whatever you want, um, you know, from your Call of Duties to regular, you know, there's so much just action. There's so much stuff going on a screen, but then you get a game like this that actually hits you in the feels like you just, you know, watched a movie that actually has that impact. And you're just like, this is what this is that kind of that next level gaming that that if people that haven't experienced this highly recommend it like it yeah just it, it's like playing 
I don't want to quite say it's like playing through a movie because there's better uh, analogs of that. But like, yeah, just if you've never played The Last of Us, the game, highly recommend it because it's it's an experience all in and of its own. Like, it's not just playing a video game. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I come at it from a similar angle. Um, didn't actually get a PlayStation until I got my PlayStation 4, but it was a free ps plus game at some point way back probably when i got my playstation threw it in my library i was like cool like i'll i'll maybe play it at some point um and i heard a lot of good things about it i was like sweet all right i'll have to check it out uh finally got around to checking it out and i was like wow this is probably the best post-apocalyptic you know zombie game or whatever you want to whatever category you want to throw it in there i was like this is this is impressive. The storyline is incredible. The gameplay is also fantastic. But I mean, you kind of you kind of hit on something like there are really heavy moments that you just kind of like are sitting. This the game like forces you to just like slow down. And I think a lot of video games are just like action, action, action. Like oh yeah, like this game like forces you to slow down and be like, all right, we got to take this slow we gotta think about what we're doing like we can't just blaze through light everything on fire and you know run through the levels type thing which i'm terrible at stealth games so i was tempted to do (laughs) but never works never uh but yeah i mean this game it's an incredible game so I'm, i'm on the same uh page as you and uh, we'll, we'll get into it in a little bit, but I do want to talk to JT. You came at this from a little bit different angle. Uh, so why don't you talk about your experience with the game so far? Right. So, um, you know, Zane, you said you grew up with like Xbox and stuff. So did I, I, I had a PlayStation. I just, I would always play my Xbox over my PlayStation. Uh, again, it was one of those, like all my friends had Xboxes. PlayStation was kind of the side. Right. Um, but when, when I got my PS five, um, it took me years to get it, but I finally got it. And, um, a lot of my friends, a lot of, yeah, yeah. a lot of my friends were like, get this game, get this game. And that was one of the games that I was like, you know, people said, Hey, this is what it's about. I'm not a big horror type game player. Like I, I'd rather do like a Fortnite or a call of duty where it's, you know, just, you know, stuff like that. Um, but then, uh, about a month ago, I would say, the, I saw a buddy of mine sent me a trailer to the game or, or to the show and was like, watch this. It it looks amazing. And I, I enjoy the walking dead. So like this, he, he said, you know, it kind of has that feel, but it's completely different. It's the same type of adaptation of post-apocalyptic, you know, pandemic esque uh, world that we're living in. And, uh, and so I watched the trailer. I was like, Oh my God, this is great. And then I was like, wait, that title sounds familiar. So I went on the PlayStation plus store and I saw the last of us and I was like, okay, let me, let me read Let me download this game. And so last Friday, honestly, you know, a couple weeks ago, I downloaded the game, started playing it, was streaming it. And the people in the chat were like, if this is your first time, they, they were mind blown that I've never played this game before. And um, they were telling me like how, how it was, how, you know, what the game's all about. And I've, played it almost every day since and it is hands down i'm not even i'm a buddy of mine told me i told him where i was at in the game and he said oh you're like halfway through it and i was like it's the best story game that i've ever played 
like storyline wise, it is fantastic. And again, you know, when I, when I was, I was worried about that adaptation from this to that, because like we talked about in the Patreon show, there's a lot that are good, but some that are terrible. And this was the one that I was very iffy on because again, the walking dead has done this. Like, like I didn't want, I never wanted people to be like, Oh, this is just a rip off of the walking dead. And that was, I'm not gonna lie. That was my mindset going into it because again, I've never played the game, but now having played the game and only halfway through it, it, hands down it is totally different from what the walking dead is and um i i don't know guys i i just really enjoyed the game that like my love for this game thus far has really got my excitement level for the show just like every single time up and up i've watched the first episode twice like that's it, it's that good um the similarities between the two are phenomenal the differences are also really good like like I, you know, you take these, like we'll, we'll talk about it in in a, in a bit, I'm sure. But like the opening of the show, not even in the game, but you need it. Like you you need this to understand what the the whole story is about. So stuff like that is what I really enjoy about it. And like I'm excited for the episode two to come out. Like I, I cannot wait. And from what I've heard from people who have gotten early screeners, they said this episode is crazy. And I'm like. Like I get my excitement level because again, from playing from playing that that game and knowing, okay, this is what happened. This is as far as we're gotten in episode one. What's gonna happen next? Is this scene gonna come like, oh, is that is that character gonna be introduced? Are we gonna see this scene? And I'm like, in my head, it gets me a little nervous because again, we know what's coming. So as somebody who is in the middle of that, um, this is a kind of a topic we talked about a little bit on the Patreon uh, version, but would you recommend going and playing the game right now like you are? Because we actually have a mutual friend who asked us, should we, should he go play the game or should he just watch through the show? And as Zane and I, who have both played the game and mind you, mine is not fairly recently. Like I remember <laughs> the game and, and, and stuff like that, but like, when we're seeing these on social media, there's like shots for shots, exact same shots are in the video game translated to the silver screen. And, and like, it's, it's pretty incredible how, how they're doing some of this stuff. But I, I mean, I don't exactly recall a lot of those shots, but going back and looking at that was like, wow, they are really, really putting a lot of time and effort into adapting this. So what would you recommend as somebody who's in the middle of that? Would you say just watch the show through, then go play the game? Would you say jump in right now and go play the game? Um, honestly, I would say jump in and watch and, and like kind of do like a side by side almost. I, I know that's really play, difficult play to do at the same time. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it's, it's very difficult because where I'm at right now, I mean, in the game again, I'm halfway through the game and episode one only like, I think we got midway through episode one was like the first 10 minutes of the game. And I was like, okay, so they obviously they're adding stuff into it, but they're taking it as, as the, you know, the scenes go along. And so like everything was adding up from episode one into the story of the game um, on, you know, PlayStation or whatnot. And so like, to me, I personally, I like to see the similarities and the differences. And, and so like, it was, it was really funny because my wife and I, we were sitting there watching it uh, last Sunday and a certain scene happened 
Um, and she kind of tapped me and she was like, I saw that on your stream. I, I watched that. I know, like, <laughs> I know amazing. what she, she goes, I know what's about to happen. And I was like, I just turned to her and I said, I, I, I think so too. <laughs> and then like it happened, <laughs> it happened. And I was like, to me, that's really cool to know. But also the differences, like we get a, a whole new intro to the show, learning about what this, you know, disease and this fungi and stuff and, and all this other stuff happening. Um, just from the background of Sarah didn't get a single lick of her background in the game, but this took us about 20 minutes of like just fast paced background that we needed to know to connect to that character. Cause a lot of people who are watching this show, they played the game. So they have a connect, like that connective vibe with Sarah, but not, not like this. We, I mean, we get to see her like, you know, at school, go into people's house, baking, like you know, making pancakes with her father, getting the watch, like everything is like hitting you. And I was talking to a, a friend of mine and he was like, but don't you feel that like it, you kind of, you kind of have a love hate relationship with that because they bring you so much into like understanding and loving the character of Sarah, but you know, what's going to happen. Like, like back in the back of your mind, you're like, okay. Yeah. Like, I, I know, I know. So, um, like, like for people who have never experienced that, that must have been just a devastating first episode to watch. Just, oh man. I mean, it's hard to watch it again, even though I did know what was going to happen, but it was just like, oh man. Oh, that's exactly, tough. exactly. Um, but no, honestly, to, to completely answer your question, I would say, I mean, play the game and then, watch the show or i mean if you want to do it simultaneously then by all means that's what i'm doing so um so yeah it, it wouldn't hurt mm -hmm. yeah so you mentioned the opening so there's a cold open to the show which i mean assuming like we've already given plenty of spoilers here I, i'm guessing if you come this far you've obviously watched this episode but this cold open opens it's like 1968 or something it's this scientist that is talking about potentially what could happen if a fungal like infection spread across the world and i'm i don't know about you guys i, I heard some before i caught some spoilers on on twitter before i watched the episode of people talking about this cold open scene and some people saying that it kind of took the mystery of the the disease like in the game the last of us out of it but this was a bone chilling intro that i think set up this episode perfectly zane what did you think of that cold open the cold open is really good because it set up everything you need to know going into the the show um not only the cold open but even that first 20 minutes that we got with sarah because like in the game, it just hits you and you start going. And then as you, through the course of the game, it fills that back in. Whereas with a show, that's one of those differences. I feel like with a show, you kind of have to start with that information because it gets going when you don't get that information till episode three. Well, you might've lost people by then. So you kind of have to establish that more at the beginning. And so I feel like they did a really good job of establishing that at the beginning, getting you to fall in love with Sarah. And then, yeah, everyone else who played the game knew exactly what was going to happen. But, like, if you're just watching the show, like, they need to, to do establish that, like, hey, this is going to be an impactful moment, and then you're going to get blindsided if you don't yeah. know what's coming. And and here's here's an interesting note. Um, that's, a, that's a great point, Zane. And this is why I think a lot of people did not connect with Halo. 
because with Master Chief, they did a lot of that where we didn't know anything about him. And then they were doing these kind of flashbacks, like scattered throughout the series. And it's like, like, I don't know anything about this guy and I don't care about him at this point. And then, you know, there was plenty of issues with the Halo show. But that was one reason why I think people did not like connect with Master Chief right away and like really, you know, grasp onto that series. But I, I think that's a great point. There's a difference in in the medium. Like there's some things you just can't do on screen that you can do in a video game um, that you can just show different things. Right. Cause as you're playing a video game, like as you're actually controlling your character, like some of that story stuff kind of goes in the background because, Oh, I got to go through this fight scene. I got to go through this. So you can kind of run out the the scene, but like in, in a movie, you got to get that more in detail because people are just watching this. Like you can't put that to the back of your mind. Cause you got to play through a 15 minute fight scene or whatever. Like, right. Yeah. So, well, and yeah. so much, so much world building in video games is done in, in just passing by stuff because a lot of gamers don't care about that stuff. So they just skip that stuff. So games make it easy to get information about your world by, by doing exploring, interacting with everything that way, if you don't want to do it, you can just skip it. Just like, but like when you're walking, you know, going along sometimes, you know, and this is not specifically the last of us, but like other games, like you can hear conversations between different characters Mm -hmm. and get information about them, get information about the universe that you're in through those conversations. But they're not, they're not focal points of the game, but in a movie, you, you have to make them a focal point in order for the audience to, to understand the world building that's going on. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, you know, they're two different mediums. You kind of have to play them a little bit differently, but I will tell you, I got, when I was watching the the first episode, I was incredibly impressed that I got the exact same feelings that I got while playing The Last of Us game. Exact same feelings. Like, they nailed the vibe down. In episode one, at least, I'm hoping for the rest of the show, it remains the same. But holy man, did they do a good job at translating everything that's going on, the tone of the game to the series. Just, I, I'm absolutely impressed with this. And this, honestly, this is not a show that I thought I was going to be super hyped about. Like I, I sure. I, I love the game. I think it was really cool, but I wasn't, I'm not like a last of us apologist. I don't think it's the best game on the planet or anything like that, mm-hmm. but it, I will say it is probably one of the video games that, lends itself best to a story you know narrative on a movie or a tv show so the fact that they have taken this and they are absolutely making it their own is is just incredible to me and i'm i'm so hyped for the rest of it and did not expect to be like i I went into it knowing that it had a lot of good reviews everybody was loving it and stuff like that but my hype level was not like up there with the rest of everybody else. Now it is. I'm I'm there. I'm with everybody else. The show is going to be fantastic. So, but yeah, I mean, Pedro Pascal nails it as as uh gosh, now I'm blanking on his name. What's his face? 
Joel. Yep. Nails it as Joel. I mean, you guys mentioned we got like a lot more background on Sarah than we do in, in the game initially anyways, um, which was cool. And there's, they threw in so many awesome little tidbits. Like we mentioned, we already mentioned the several shots, sh- shot for shots. And actually, um, I'll throw in a link to uh, Jay Buck, good friend of the show. He actually did a side by side like TikTok showing like the shots from the games to the movies, incredible and just like you know a minute TikTok or something like that with the the quick quick shots of all those things. Um, but the T-shirt that she is wearing in the TV show is the same T-shirt that she's wearing in the game, which that there's just the attention to detail that they put into the show is just just fantastic so pedro pascal well i was gonna say there there was there was one scene that was like i mean again everybody has like put it next to the the game is where um joel and ellie go to like his his apartment or whatever and he lays down on the couch i mean it, it's just the way he's laying and her walking over and says your watch is broken and it's like just again, the mannerisms, yeah. the 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 lines, like it's, lines. Exact, yeah. it's it's you know right on top of each other. It's it's great. Um, and then, but the differences too is you know we didn't know about the or we didn't hear anything about the radio in the game in the video game. And she's like, you know, what's the eighties? What's this? And then she starts singing a song, and she's like, ah, she catches Joel like get, getting upset, or she's like trouble, and she like is starting to figure out who Joel is, but you won't get to know that in the game until like a little, you know, a little bit longer. Um, I, fun fact, I, I think this is true. I, I'm hoping it is. I heard it from a couple people, but the actress that played uh, Marlene, I think, that, I, I think that's her name, uh, that gave El, uh, Ellie to Joel and Tess is the same actress that voiced Marlene in the game. Yeah, if you watch like after the episode's done, it runs some behind the scenes stuff, and they 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 touch on that because confirmed. they confirmed they, on IMDb. Yep. She is the voice of Marlene in the video. They they had her do the voice, and they came back and um, awesome. they they basically asked her like, "Do you want to play this character?" Like we're doing it in the movie, and she was like, "Absolutely." Gosh, so, they did everything right. They did everything. They right really the did. Show. They really did. <laughs> okay, so there were there were some mad fanboys before the show dropped that Bella Ramsey, the actress who plays Ellie does not look like Ellie in the video game. I don't care at all because she is fantastic so far as Ellie. Uh, But I just wanted to see if you guys had any thoughts on that. That yeah, no, that people get mad on the the stupidest reasons that (laughs) that's, that's so dumb. Like I saw the same, I, I saw I saw the same people say uh, the difference between Sarah in the game and the show. It's like stop. Oh yeah, just shut up. Like like when I see those people, it <laughs> it it doesn't get me to the point where I'm like boiling mad. It just gets me to like, are are you really that dumb? Like really? Because no, you're not going to take things. Find really weird stuff to freak out about man it's yeah i don't know why it's weird yeah it, my only thing on it like, like it's not a beef or anything my only thing was just the i didn't know how she would handle the character just because we've only we've really only seen her a little bit in game of thrones mm-hmm, right. so it was more of like i didn't and after one episode it was pretty good so i'm like i'm hoping that continues but that was more of my thing of just like like she doesn't look like a character or whatever but it was more of well can she 
get the same feeling could she act like the character right exactly. i think that was more of my coming into it just because yeah. she's not really in a lot so as long as she can still hit the feeling of yeah. ellie only only fine. seeing her in game of thrones is my experience as well but like i you know like after episode one i have no i have no concerns i thought she did a fantastic job um she's already uh you know like kind of i don't know in the game i Again, this has been a while since I played it, but I remember her as like kind of a arrogant, but in a charming way and like bratty, not necessarily brat. Bratty's not like the the right word for it, but like she she had an attitude. And I think she nailed that in this in this episode. Like, I think I think she did a really good job of portraying that same vibe that she had in in the video game. So yeah, again, I have no, I have no complaints after seeing her in episode one. Yeah, uh, she to, to me she did a great job. Um, I wasn't too worried again, like with me not knowing the game ever until just now, and then seeing like yeah, Ellie in the game is just like she looks like a young kid, while Bella looks like a you know an older older kid like yeah like it doesn't it doesn't really matter to me honestly and i've never seen game of thrones um so like i I didn't know that she was gonna be that she was in there so like i wasn't real familiar with like yeah positions to yeah and so like so far honestly yeah so far so good yeah and you don't have like a different idea of them in your head so sometimes Mm -hmm. it's not really a terrible thing so one other thing that I want to know is like we already mentioned so uh, quite a few like shot for shot like things. I mean, we get through the episode um, really just fantastic. Everything action suspense, like character interactions, everything is is great so far. And we get to the end and I wanted to specifically shout out the last shot was that gave me chills when the camera pans up. And you see the building, like, you know, like the building falling on itself, iconic from the game. Like the game, you have this really cool scene where you're walking into the city. And I'm sure you have experienced that recently, JT, where you're like walking towards that building structure that is falling on each other. And it's just like in the game, it's just massive and like just like awe inspiring almost. And they, they absolutely nailed that shot and in that shot i did not notice this during watching the episode but i saw it on social media late late later there is actually a uh gosh now i'm forgetting the the clicker clicker. yeah Uh, yeah there's a clicker on the top of a building that like kind of snaps at them or whatever like does it's like movements Mm -hmm. and man i haven't played the game probably in like six or seven years but when I saw the animation of the clicker on that building, I was like, that's the that's the game animation. They like straight up stole that animation from the game. <laughs> right. That was that was incredible. I, I was very impressed that they snuck that little little snippet detail in there. And I didn't even notice it during the during the watching. Like just just incredible. I, I was very impressed by that that final scene. So, yeah, man, um, I for me, this episode is a six out of six. Like they did everything perfectly. Loved the cold open, loved all the callbacks to the show and everything that they had to deviate from. They're doing it in a 
in a fantastic way. So I have no qualms about this episode specifically, and I have very high hopes moving forward. Uh, JT, what was your rating of this episode? Um, I would, I would give it a six out of six as well. Uh, obviously is a very good start, like a phenomenal start. Um, uh, like, of course there's, you know, nine more episodes to go. So like, we'll see, we'll come back to, you know, at episode 10, what do you think of episode one? Like it could potentially all, all these episodes just be six out of six, six out of six. Um, but like, but you know, for a, for a opening to a adaptation from a video game, it nailed it right on the head. And I think it couldn't have gone any perfect. I mean, or any more perfect. It, it, it did what it was supposed to do. Um, and the differences that it added, the, the little subtle, small things, uh, made it a better story for people who have never played the game. My wife has never played the game. She had no interest in playing the game. Of course she loves the show. (laughs) She, I mean, she's, she's in love with it. So like it, it's right on there with it. So, you know, and I've heard that from actual several sources that like people that don't play video games, watch this episode and they were like, this is, this is an awesome show. Like, so, so they're not, I mean, it's hard because like, obviously they are obviously very, very painstakingly trying to please last of us fans, but they're not doing it in a way that is fan servicey or detracting from, you know, the production or, or anything that's going on in the episode, which we've seen obviously in, in various iterations of, of media. So, but like, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's awesome that, that your wife was like, yeah, I actually want to watch this. Cause I was asking her uh, today, I was like, Hey, do you, do you want to watch the second episode with me? And she was like, yeah, absolutely. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I was like, you may see some of the stuff that was on my stream, but like, and she's like, oh, that's fine. I like that. So uh, again, it, it, it's one of those. And, you know, Zane, before you get into your, you know, thoughts and stuff, can we quickly touch upon the opening credits? How they were awesome. Like just the. Like again. So yeah, we've been talking about how like they've, they've nailed the vibe of the video game. Like I, I literally thought I was opening the start screen for the video game when the opening credits came up. I was like, wow, they, <laughs> they did it. They did it. I, I don't even know, know what to say at that point. I was like, oh my gosh. With the, might, like with the guitar, it. like the strumming of the guitar and like just a different. And then, and then it, like oh. just kind of panning around that empty room. Like exactly like the title screen for yeah. for the game. It's just like wow, yeah, wow, incredible. Love that. All right, Zane, what was your rating of episode one of The Last of Us? Yeah, it, it's six out of six. Like I, I hope everyone else, snaps. yeah, snap it. <laughs> no, I hope anyone else who ever wants to make like a video game adaptation into a TV show, which I feel like that's probably more than like get it more of a TV show rather than a movie, right. like. Write this down. Like this is how you do it. Right. Now I get, I, I get that you had Neil Druckmann and he was the creator with the show, and then he was heavily involved with the show process too. But like, take notes on this because this is what people want. Like this is how you do a video game adapt- adaptation into a TV show. And granted, yeah, it's one episode, but I'm just banking on that it's not going to go completely off the rails. <laughs> you know, by what sure we have on one episode, right? Right. Um. But yeah, no, like I'm very excited to, you know, like, yeah, I've played the game. Granted, 
like I played the game long enough, uh, like a long time ago or long enough ago now that the show's a good refresher. So like, I know the basis of most of the things that happen, but like now the show can kind of fill in those, the pieces. And so it's not that necessarily that I'm going to be going in cold and it's a brand new experience, but it's that refresher experience of like, it's been a while. So you kind of retouch on some of these points. So I'm excited to just, yeah, go on this journey and to see and to continue. Cause I know that's going to be a continued thing to see, Hey, here are the parallels from the game to the movie or the show, all these different things they do. And like, I think that's going to be the, the, the enjoyment or the game within the game to see, Hey, what did they do the same? What did they do differently? And you know, that's something that you can continue to talk about. Like, Hey, I loved how they did this. I love how they portrayed this. Cause yeah, as we've even hit a bit on this, this episode, like there are some things that work well in a game that you have to change a little bit for a TV show and to see how well they can flip those around and see how well that, you know, they can take and maneuver those things while still telling a story. Um, but I guess I'll end with one of my favorite things that, uh, it, it's been a, different from what we had from the game. And so it, some of the stuff I've heard people talking about, um, even when they were making it. So in the game, a huge point of like how the infection spreads is through spores. So it's all like airborne. And so in the game, they're always wearing gas masks, but it became a running bit that they didn't want another show where Pedro Pascal always had a mask on. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard that too just today, actually. So, and, and so that was one of those changes they made for the show. They got rid of it, so it, it's just through the bite. So, the, I mean, there might be some spore like localization stuff, but like in the game, it was like they always had gas masks on when they were right. out. But I think like, they're going to the, find a, a way because that was a really like ingrained in my mind part of the of the uh, video game is like, you know, every time you walk down into one of those underground tunnels and you see the spores floating around, you got to put your mask on. So I think they're going to, obviously that's not going to be exactly the same, but I think they're going to do a pretty good job of adapting it. You know, Right. And I, I assume that's something you can do as a plot device of like, oh, we got to go to this specific area where there's specifically spores. Then you haven't put a gas mask on. But like, I, that's the one difference. Like in the game, they wear gas masks way more often than what we're going to see in the show. But that was just the funny bit of just like, yeah, we don't want another show where Pedro Pascal's always in a mask. So. <laughs> it's the year of Pedro Pascal, though, dude. Like Last of Us, and right at, right after Last of Us is done, Mandalorian is right around the corner. Uh, yeah, I believe that's Mar- beginning of March. Is March, when that one is March promoting. Part. March 1st. March 1st, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I think this series will be done at the end of February. So, yeah, it'll be, like, right at the end yeah. of his Last of Us run. Like, this is going to be Pedro Pascal mainstreaming. Everybody Everybody is just I, – and I, I – I said this during our Stan Lee's, but I finally got around to watching Massive Weight of um, Unbearable Talent with Nick Cage and Pedro Pascal. And Pedro Pascal has range, man. Like, he is such a funny guy in that mm-hmm. film. Like, he's mm-hmm. he's hilarious. And, and in these other roles, he's so serious. And he... I mean, he's going to nail it as Joel. I'm I'm really excited that he is a part of this franchise. So you're Pedro Pascal. Another little gag that they were talking to uh, Pedro about, uh, Zane, I don't know if you heard this or not, but uh, someone, when they were doing like press for it a little bit, uh, 
they were asking uh, Bella Ramsey and Pedro if they've ever played the game. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, we played it a lot. And the, the interviewer was like, so Pedro, are you going to be uh, crouching down a lot? And he's like, oh, no, my knee. He's like, he's like, you'll probably never see me crouch, maybe just a couple of times. He was like, he was like, but I'm not. He's like, my old knees can't do it. I can't. <laughs> but, but it's funny. Oh, it's I mean, it's like, like the differences in the, you know, like in the game, I think you're crouched for like, at least 85 percent all the time you were going behind barrels and, and walls and stuff like that and yeah it, it's gonna be one thing that i hope that they do in the game or they do in the show that again for those who have played it like all three of us the fact that like when you have to go and you grab loot and you have to at least walk around every single like i want to see that in the game or in the show just like tape <laughs> grab loot yeah you know, make them like <laughs> you know, make like bombs with like tape and nails and stuff <laughs> exactly I, 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 that's again that's one of those where if you played the game you, under, awesome. you understand that you <laughs> you can't just go into a building and not check every single room for <laughs> every like, single like, <laughs> yeah check all the drawers off exactly oh exactly gosh, absolutely because i made that when I was playing and a buddy of mine was like, Hey, go back in that building. Um, like there's a lot of loot in there. And I was like, Oh, it's this game. It's this type <laughs> of game. Like I have to go in each ruin and Oh, oh grab, 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 grab. And then, and then make it on my way. So like, yeah, I, I that. that's, that's a, a little bit of a, you know, Easter egg in there where he's, he's like, yeah, we got to grab all this loot and just start, starts grabbing it. And stuff. Absolutely. Looking forward to many, many Easter eggs from the game. Easter eggs. Like this is a straight adaptation. I even feel bad saying Easter eggs. Yeah, right. So many things are just pulled straight out of the video game in a world where we have just God awful adaptations of video game movies and TV series. I mean, most recently, like obviously we've already talked about Halo, but like Resident Evil has had a show on Netflix, which I mean, I heard a couple people say they watched the first couple episodes and then just faded off because it, did you end up watching that Zane? Did you watch the whole thing? Yeah, I mean, it's entertaining for what it is, but like it, it's so far out. Like it's its own story. Like if you watch it, it's like, hey, this is its own story. Fine. It's not like a but, great a great adaptation of what the Resident Evil games are, and you know, like we've had. I mean, all the way back to. Um, the super mario bros movie like back in the early 90s people have been wanting to adapt these video game characters but how do you take a video game medium and put that onto a screen and this this show has a very good chance to be probably the best video game adaptation to tv or movie of all time i i think just based off of this first episode um Granted, that is not a very high bar to clear because there's a lot of really bad ones out there. <laughs> but but still, I think that's impressive that we can even suggest that just based on this this first episode. I will so, say I will say excited. for for me personally, I think this ranks maybe like 2A to B on the video game movie TV adaptation. Top one for me right now until this season. If this season just nails it out of the park every episode, then it'll easily jump to number one. But for me, Sonic hands down is the oh, yeah the best the best man. You're you're talking our language here. Zane and I absolutely love the Sonic movies. So. Yeah, and then with Sonic three coming out, you know, in a few years, like uh, it, we're starting to turn 
in the video game adaptations yeah. thankfully i yeah. think we're getting we're starting to get better adaptations as we go yeah halo was a little bit of a setback but yeah. we still have <laughs> the sonic movies <laughs> yeah and we have the last of us now yep. so. and then fingers crossed yeah. for uh the uh super mario bros that's coming out yeah dude yeah actually uh, that's we got we got some hype behind that i i'm it's it's really strange how everything has all come together for that movie, but I'm a lot more positive after seeing the the trailers that they've put out. Like it looks, it looks incredible. So definitely excited for that one too. Even I guess as, Chris- the, as the as the final tack on there, because I was just thinking, it doesn't follow the games, but like The Witcher was a pretty solid video game adaptation true. as well. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah, follow the true. games, but right. I just was like, I wait bet. a second. I bet if they let Henry Cavill have more creative uh, input in those shows, they would have followed the games a lot, a lot closer. But yeah. here we are. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. I think we're we're turning the corner. Um, we got some good video game adaptations out here. But Last of Us, again, has a chance to be among the greats in the video game adaptations. So. Well, guys, uh, I think it's I think it's been a very successful episode talking about uh, Bad Batch and The Last of Us. Uh, JT, I just want to take a quick couple minutes here. Why don't you tell us where people can find you, where people can find Beyond the Fandom, and where they can go uh, check out all your stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So we are on Twitter at Beyond Fandom One. Um, we are also on Instagram at Beyond underscore Fandom One underscore. I, look. When I tell people our usernames, I, it's so weird. You don't you don't have to tell me about that because don't even look up the Infinity Bros Twitter username, man. Like I'm, I tried spelling that out for people when we started the podcast, and I gave up because it's it's unfortunate. Yeah, so it I is, get it. It's, it's just a weird time, you know. The, the internet takes it when they they do what they want. Um, but we on our on our Twitter, you can find our link tree in the bio, and you can go all to to all of our you know socials there. Um, TikTok, Twitch, uh, Instagram, our website. Uh, you can find all of our stuff there. That's where we're, that's where I'm at. <laughs> if I can, if I should say, um, <laughs> yeah, if you, if you do see a tweet from us, uh, from the beyond fandom, uh, beyond the fandom podcast, it's most likely me. So you'll probably be interacting with myself. So, um, come on over. I love, I love talking to y'all and, um, and, and just talking nerd stuff and, and, you know, whatever, but, uh, yeah, this episode has been a lot of fun, uh, gentlemen. It's uh, it's been a blast. Like I said, long overdue, but uh, glad glad we got it. Glad we got it. You know, out of the way, and hopefully y'all can come on our you know podcast. Or it, again, it may be just me talking to you guys. We'll never know. So. <laughs> We're okay with that. We're okay with Absolutely. that. Yeah. Thanks so much for for joining us, man. It has been a blast. And and for all of you listeners out there, we will have a link in the show notes to uh, JT and all of his Beyond the Fandom stuff, so you can check all of their content out. Thank you also, Zane, for joining me on on today's episode of the Infinity Bros Podcast. It's been a blast. Absolutely, it's been a been a fun time. How, how was shaking off the rust? You feel like you feel like you're right back in the saddle again, or? I mean, it's it's like riding a bike. You know, you just you just get on, you just go. You never really just, forget it. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. <laughs> Zane riding a bike. You know what else people don't forget? BD Cooper. So, just, <laughs> it's a great point. Just saying, it's a great point. Just saying. <laughs> 
There you go. <laughs> is Zane, DB Cooper, and Loki all, all wrapped into one? All in we'll one. Never know. We'll Maybe. never know. Yeah, you never know. Well, thank you, listeners, uh, for making us a part of your podcast experience. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Um, have an amazing day, evening, or night. We love you, 3000. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com.